Hey, listeners. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you so much for listening to our episodes. We have been just overwhelmed, overwhelmed with so much comments and feedback, and it's been fabulous. We want to shout out to our listener, Rebellious Journey, from Instagram. She wrote this beautiful response to our first episodes. She writes, I'm not a playwright, but what's resonating with me about Beckett's babies are the stories. The stories from the hosts, the unintentional sharing of their car knowledge in episode (laughs) one had me laughing. (laughs) I believe they were trying to explain front-wheel drive vehicles. Sam, did you know this? You know, after I... After that episode, I went home and thought about it, and I thought, oh, maybe Sarah was talking about the kind of car that really only has two wheels that can <laughs> give the power. And um, so I'm, I'm sad I didn't think of it in the moment. Yeah. And, but she's right. This is what I was thinking. I just did not know the <laughs> name of it. Um, continuing. The stories from the first, ep- first guest, I'm only on episode two and looking forward to more from future guests but also the dissection of story. How do we create story? Why do we create? What and who inspires us and what's the meaning? I'm fascinated by story, particularly how we as humans use story to connect and our almost primal need to express ourselves. So even though the main subject of this podcast is outside of my life experience, it's exploring a much broader aspect of this human experience and the underlying pull felt by those of us called to create and connect with our words. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. That really tugged at me in ways I never knew I could be tugged. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agreed so much of what she said about why we have this need to create, why we want to create. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was very beautiful. So thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. So if you have any other thoughts, feedbacks, feel free to uh, find us on social media and connect with us. And we would love to share your thoughts to other listeners as well. All right, guys. Now let's start the show. This is Beckett's Babies. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, I'm Sam. I'm Sarah. And we're here to talk to you about all things playwriting. If you listened to our first episode, you already know that we are playwrights and we went to Iowa and that's where we met. And so this is a podcast about plays and today we're going to be talking about the playwriting process um, and all those things that are helping us to write or keeping us motivated to write or what we do when we write. Um, So yeah. Yeah. This episode, we're talking about rituals and routines and things. How do we get ourselves to write, motivate ourselves to write? How do you prepare yourself to write or get in that mindset to write? And I think everyone is different. You know, everyone has their own way of getting into it. Um, I remember reading about how Shonda Rhimes, 
she doesn't matter where she was or how she was writing, she would, needed headphones. Like she just needed headphones in and it'll get her into the zone of writing. Like that, I thought that was interesting. Did she have um, to listen to anything in particular or just, it was just wearing them? It was just the physically, like something, I think she said something she'll listen to music, but it was just like physically wearing. It was what oh, so cool. gets her into the habit of writing. Um, if you have any tips, Sam, for me and vice versa, I don't know. We'll me- share. Yes. Um, so yeah. How, how do you stay motivated or how do you get into writing? Oh man, it's so hard. I have found that when I'm teaching at the end of the day, I, even if I have the best intentions to write, all I want to do is just read. I, I tell myself I'm going to write, but then it's what I really want to do is just read, whether that's um, journalism or nonfiction or a novel or something. I, it's like my brain just needs that. So mm-hmm. I've been trying different things. Like I try like, okay, I'm going to write for half an hour or I'm going to go into a different room and that's going to be the room where I write. But lately... I'm so lucky because a new coffee shop just opened up across the street from where I live. Oh. And, um, what, I've, what I'm trying to do now is to go there in the morning before I go to work. So, and they, this is kind of an aside, but they have a mug club. <laughs> it's a new cafe they just opened. And so they're trying to make sure that they can actually stay in business. And so they have a limited number of mugs that hang on a wall and if you join the mug club, you then get $1 coffee for life. Wow. So I decided to do that. And now I have like a reason to go because <laughs> I want to get my money's worth. You're um, in a club. You're in a club. I'm in a club. And it's so nice. You know, and it's like up here in northern Michigan where I live, like the sun does not come up until, I don't know, 830 or something. And I'm supposed to be at work, you know, by then. In the morning when I go to this coffee shop, it's still nighttime and <laughs> very, very cold. But there's something about coming out of the cold into this place and drinking a cup of coffee and like writing three pages every morning that is working really well for me so far, fingers crossed. Awesome. Um, and and I find too, if I just keep it really low pressure and just say, I'm just going to write three pages and it doesn't matter what it is. As long as I'm getting something down, it might be images or just lines or dialogue or something I overheard. But I I find that that's a good way to just kind of keep it low stakes. For me, I especially when I'm at home, I can't write until the whole place is spotless and clean. Oh yeah, uh huh. And there's I take out the trash, make sure everything is in order. Like I want to have like this complete control of the mess, the chaos around me. And then once I feel like, okay, I feel in a good place, but usually I'm so exhausted like, from the cleaning. And then I was like, I just want to lie down in bed. <laughs> I'm just like, and I never don't really get into writing, but lie down in bed and I kind of like breathing and okay, like everything's clean around me. And I'll just kind of like reach for my notebook or, pen and I'll just like start scribbling something <laughs> yeah, I love that. there's a writer I can't remember who it is but she like did all of her writing in bed mm. I love writing in bed yeah Nick, my my fiance listeners I have a fiance <laughs> <laughs> um he he first of all he could write through the chaos like he could write whatever he just he could just 
sit down and write. And just tune it out? Tune it out. He is so good at tuning it out. I can't tune it out. And beginning of this year, you said you're writing like three pages, you said every morning? Yeah, that's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. Aiming for. I started um, since graduating from grad school, almost every year, beginning of the year, the new year, I've been doing the artist way. Ooh. Yeah, except last year. But <laughs> this year I started up again where um, I was waking up and first thing I do is just write those three pages, handwriting, free writing, those three pages. I've never done the artist way. I, I, you should tell us about it. I'm on week four. Okay. And it's, it's been really healing. I mean, I was, you know, I was working a job where, I don't know, it was like 40 to 60 hours a week. I don't know. I'm working events. All my nights are gone and my weekends are usually gone. Like I was working crazy amount of hours and I just, it was so hard for me to write during that time yeah. of work. I just couldn't focus. I couldn't, my, all my waking moment was just looking at my email, looking at hundreds of emails are coming in and re- responding to every one of those emails. Like it's. That sounds horrible. It was, it, it's horrible. It was just horrible. And like, and you know, I'm like thinking, okay, weekend is my time. And no one's going to bother me, but emails are still coming in. And like, I have to answer them because come Monday, I won't be able to focus on like my work would be, I would be so overwhelmed with work that I need to catch up, you know? So it was just, it was so bad. Like, it's just so bad. And when you're that, I feel like when I was that busy, that stressed, that amount of just insanity, I, you know, I, I really felt like I, I lost some, part of myself in a way like it was I know so sad but it, I know but it's just I just felt like I I'm actually like a really creative person but I can't do anything I just felt truly trapped like I couldn't think other words other than emails or like how to sign this off how do I write this grammatically correct you know like you know I just like couldn't I just like couldn't think and the artist way I did the first time I did it was in college, um, or it was first introduced in college. Uh, it was a, this TV writer, TV writer, teacher. Her name was um, Sherry Steinkellner. She like was a showrunner. I remember her introducing it to the class, and these more, and I remember that during that time I was like, oh, that was like a really cool experience. Like that was a really healing experience. I forgot that book. What is that book? And then. After graduating from grad school and moving to LA, I kind of discovered that book again, and I was like reading, and it's week by week uncovering sort of a, it's almost it's kind of like therapy. It's sort of getting it's tapping into that creative self, you know, like that inner self that you might have like lost or kind of like it's like oh or kind so of like a workbook kind of like it gives you things to do. End of each chapter um which is like 12 chapters and at the end of each chapter there is tasks like writing prompts or like questions like what were your favorite things you like to do as a child or like what are the five things you would love to do or like what are the five things are the silly things you want to do so this week week four um i'm not allowed to actually like read news like read look at social media, like information. Like I'm not allowed to look at that and do something else. Go dancing or like do (laughs) do yoga, do anything 
where you're not being absorbing information. It also says not to read books. Like that's mm. she said Can not to read like movies? I think I think movies I think that's okay. Like let your mind wander. Yeah. So that's my week four. So I might not be posting as much this week, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be tweeting or posting or but but yeah, I love it. And then it's getting me to write again those three pages like it's just getting those words out so it's like clearing my mind again which is really nice oh that's cool I want to do that well what about when you sit down to write like what kinds of so after you finish cleaning Mm -hmm. if you're not too exhausted do you like to um type on a computer do you write by hand do you like music I no I like to type Mm -hmm. I go on my computer I I actually have an, like an Excel spreadsheet of all my plays, all the scripts I've written and where they are in their stage. <laughs> like, is it in stage draft number five or is it in brainstorming session? And um, so I have all my plays organized. So I kind of like look, I don't know. I just kind of look and I'm like, what do I feel like working on today? Yeah. <laughs> See what need, like what play or what, piece of writing needs my attention <laughs> kind of so like, like one's calling to you yeah kind of <laughs> I was like oh you know like this 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 um screenplay like I haven't looked at it and I, I even date it you know like this is the date that last time I looked at it that's I like that system a lot and I go oh I didn't look at it for like six months Oh, poor guy. You open up a document thinking, oh, I'm going to work on this play. And then you open it up and you're like, oh, my God, no, I can't. It's too much. And then close it again. I feel like that happens to me a lot. Really? I I don't know. I Maybe. I, I feel like I sort of – I think I'm, maybe I do have that hesitation at first. Mm-hmm. But I just sort of like, let's uh, – let, let me just see this. I, I just kind of – I don't know. I I – just start reading it and then just kind of put like power through and I kind of give myself like, I'll just look at this for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's only yeah. take only 30 minutes of my day. This little guy needs just 30 minutes. I'll just give it to him. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I guess that's how I sort of or approach my mindset. Um, I'm going to steal that Excel idea. Oh, it's, I didn't do that until grad school. We were writing so much and there was so much work and work that I was like, oh, I did write that. Like, I thought it was a dream. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and so like having to pull that and like bring that back to the forefront and making sure that there's a way for me to track things. How often do you get inspired to write a new one? Like, do you, I feel like it happens to me constantly. This is, I think this is my problem is like, I start a lot. Yeah. A lot. There's just so I, a lot, and then I never really complete any of them at all. I feel like I used to have that problem, but lately it's it's much harder for me to even come up with a fully formed idea. It's like I don't even start a new play so much as I write down snippets or fragments. Um, mm-hmm. Without, and I I try not to get too attached to like, because here's the thing that kills it for me is if I come up with too much of the idea before I start writing mm. and I don't want to write it anymore because somehow it, it loses its mystery. And if I'm going to write a whole draft of something, I have to feel like I don't know what it is. 
you know, like there are play ideas that I've had where I, it's like I, I've developed them too far in my mind and then I lose interest in writing. And it, it works better if I just start writing. And it's almost like I have to trick myself into not noticing I'm writing in order to keep going. Once I become conscious of it, 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 it's like something goes, that something goes out of it somehow. And that's just for the first draft. I mean, because once, once I have a draft down, the revision process is totally different. It's a completely different kind of thinking I find, but there's something in the first draft process where I, it's, I almost need to be like, I'm dreaming or I'm, I'm thinking in a more associative way rather than a logical way. And then when I revise, I try to make it make sense. (laughs) Mm. I think one of the reasons why I love sketch writing is in three and a half, four pages, you know, what is the joke here? Like what's, Mm -hmm. what's funny about this sketch? What's the joke? So I write dozens of these sketches, you know, like just, I have like so many, like hundreds of these, like just sketches where sometimes, which should become sort of like my pool of, of um, like data, I guess, kind of, of ideas and kind of like, is there any of these jokes that could expand, be something longer yeah. than this like idea and we can explore here? So sometimes I, that's sometimes where I go to, where I feel like I want to write something new and I sort of go to this like library of sketches that I have and then see. I love that. It's like you have a little treasure box. Oh yeah, that's a great yeah treasure box. I like that. <laughs> Which gem am I gonna pull out today? <laughs> Do you find yourself writing every day, or like a few times a week? I know it's all different now because mm-hmm. you had your job before. Um, I've definitely been doing those morning pages every day. That's so cool. I would usually find a time to write on the weekend if I wasn't working. I like to go to a coffee shop. Some of my favorite pie shops. Oh my gosh, jealous. You have pie shops in LA. Yes. Multiple pie shops? Yes. There's some go-tos we have that I like to go to. Um, some pie shops. And what's your favorite kind of pie? It depends. I like chocolate a lot. Like just like dense chocolate mm-hmm. pies. And then I like the classic like fruit apple pies. <laughs> but it depends on the, my mood. But yeah, there's like pie shops. Um, what is your coffee beverage of choice? You know, I don't, I stopped drinking coffee. Really? Yes. Because it was giving me really, like, if I just skipped a day, because my, like I mentioned about my job, it was so crazy. Like, sometimes I go to work only like four hours of sleep, so I need coffee. So I was like drinking so much coffee yeah. that if I just missed one day, I was so prone to all these like really bad headaches. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, I need to stop drinking. And it, it made, coffee just makes me anxious in general. Yeah. Like, just went back to tea. So I like tea. I like hot tea. What's your favorite tea? Um, there's this there's this one I like, this brand. I forget the name, but the the flavor is like Assam black tea. Uh-huh. Mm. I like that. Um, I used to like Earl Grey, but it's like too – like sometimes it's too much for me. Yeah, the flavor. The flavor, Yeah. What's yeah. your beverage, Sam? Been, you know, I actually, it's interesting that you say that because I, a few weeks ago, I just stopped drinking coffee just to see if I could like reset, you know, because oh. I, I also was drinking a lot of coffee. 
I didn't want to stop, but I wanted to just see if I could kind of recalibrate my relationship to caffeine. So I started drinking tea in the morning, but now I'm doing this mug club thing. So I drink like one cup a day, but um, my favorite black tea is Yorkshire gold, which I discovered when I lived in England in York. Um, It's delicious. It's like a really yummy black tea. What's it called? Yorkshire gold? Yorkshire gold. Yeah. I remember you introduced me to like rose. Rose tea. Yeah. So delicious. Oh my God. Well, and there's this, there's this tea you can get here. That's like um, this woman like gathers herbs in the wilds. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh yeah, I sent you some. Yeah, you sent me some sample. Uh, I haven't tried it yet. Don't worry, I haven't tried it. No, but she, she, I have my favorite is um, this like she makes it with elderberries and mm-hmm. raspberry leaves. It's so good. Yeah, listeners, uh, maybe I'll post it in one of our Instagram posts. <laughs> like I'll show. I needed to take a picture of the, these like cute little set of tea that Sam sent me. For Christmas, right? You sent it for Christmas. Yeah, it feels like a million years ago now. I know. So I need to try it. That's so cool. That's so cool that this woman just makes tea. I know. From like herbs that she finds in the woods. I don't know. Where did she get it? She just goes into the the woods. That's amazing. Well, and I think some things she purchases from like local farms. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, like, I find writers are very attached to certain hot beverages. Don't you think? Yeah. Yes. So listeners, we're curious. We want to know what is your beverage of choice when you are writing? Do you like tea? Do you like coffee? Maybe, um, maybe you don't even drink. Maybe you're just this people that just don't need anything. <laughs> Self-sufficient. Everybody has something. Maybe you're you just you're like so pure when you're writing that you can't consume anything. Oh, I feel like this is a good opportunity to tell our listeners too, that one of the new things that we want to do with our episodes is add a playwriting exercise. Oh yeah. To every episode. Like we want, if you've never written anything and you're probably hearing, if you've never written anything and you're hearing us talk about like, what are they talking about? Like, why are they? (laughs) First of all, we don't know how you found us, but thanks for sticking it out. Thanks for sticking it out. Um, but uh, we want to add playwriting exercises either from us or from guests that might come on, their favorite playwriting exercises, um, for you to try out for the week and just kind of see if that motivates or like inspires you to keep writing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or so- if you listeners, if you have any favorite playwriting exercises that you want us to share yeah. share with us your episode yes uh, and then maybe you'll see that playwriting episode that playwriting exercise on our episode yeah and you're sharing it to other people <laughs> that would be pretty cool yeah that'd be really cool wow look at us look at us going we just have ideas <laughs> <laughs> ideas oh man do you have any playwriting exercise that you want to share right now do you have one? One that comes to mind that I really liked um, when I was teaching playwriting at Iowa was I would have, this was like a revision exercise, I guess. So, mm-hmm. but I would have um, my students take a play that they had written and write the version of that play that takes place in 10 seconds. And then the version of that play that takes place over 
a thousand years to just experience like what happens with time and what is the really essential part of your play. Like, can you condense your play down to just 10 seconds and what would that feel like? And, and if you were, if it were to take place over a thousand years, what would that look like? Whoa, that's, I've never done that. It was, it was a way of like, um, you know, if you put a lot of pressure on a play and you get it down to just a couple. I've done a version of that where, um, yeah, you like, you wrote like a page or like, uh, or was it like, um, you write a two person and you're writing as if they're like in a quicksand. Oh yeah. I've done that. And it's like time is ticking and like coming down to like the 10 seconds, five seconds. And, and they're slowly sinking. <laughs> slowly sinking. That was, that's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many playwrights. I wonder how people come up with these exercises. Yeah. I don't know. Have you like, have you ever made your, create your own for your classes you've taught or? Yeah. I mean, I, I, but often I start with like, an idea that I've learned from somebody else. And then I, I kind of use that as inspiration and come up with my own, like, not like I'm, I use the same idea, but I am like, Oh, I like how this does this thing. So I want to do something in the same vein, but there's so many out there that I don't know. I don't know where they all come from. (laughs) Sometimes I forget that these playwriting exercises that we've learned there's classes and school like i forget that they're tools like that we could go back to yeah sometimes i i i just rely on myself so much yeah i'm like i could figure this out myself but there are these helpful exercises to kind of help you break out of that or show you another way that i just forget that exists right like there's that one i learned years and years ago where you just write a scene that's all questions. So you can't, it, I think it comes from improv. It's like neither character can make a statement. They can only talk to each other in questions. And that's a good way of just making sure you just keep writing because yeah, you're always, you're, you're always moving it forward. I like that, Sam. Thanks. <laughs> so listeners, you should try it. Yeah, try some of these exercises. Um, and I want to try it myself. I'm going to try it myself too. <laughs> I guess coming to an end, we could talk glistens. Yeah. All right, you go first. What's your glisten for the week, Sarah? All right. It's going to sound like such a millennial. Um, <laughs> okay. So I discovered an app called unplug okay and it's a meditation app where it's all these like five minute 10 minute 15 30 minute videos or like meditation from taught by these teachers Mm -hmm. where you just click play and you're just meditating cool it's blowing my mind it's called unplug unplug yeah but it's like it, you you need a device to use it. Yes. Yeah, so if you don't have a smartphone, you might not have access to this. You have to be plugged in in order to unplug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, Sam. I told you I was such a millennial thing. 
I told you. That sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, what's yours? Well, this is not particularly related to playwriting, but um, I have an orchid plant that I, I mean, I've had it for probably a year and a half and it, it's never bloomed. And I just kind of thought, okay, like I'm taking care of this plant, but you know, maybe it will never flower. But then all of a sudden, a few weeks ago, it made buds. And now it's like every couple days, a new one opens and it's the most beautiful thing. And, um, it's, there's something so profound about that kind of slow blooming. Like it's really making, I'm so impatient in so many things and I want, you know, I want what I want right now. And, um, I'm used to kind of fast paced life, I guess. And, um, I mean, we all are, but there's something about an orchid that blooms over several weeks that is so instructive for how, you know, everything happens in its own time. And (laughs) my advice to you guys is go get a plant and just watch it be its beautiful self. Oh, I wish I could take care of a plant. Well, that's I I thought. I really thought I was not doing a good job of taking care. I mean, I've actually, I haven't fed it in Uh like, long time I've been watering it but like I had no idea that it was capable of putting out flowers because I it's just it has seemed like it's just like dormant but I don't know for whatever reason it decided it was time so I I Sarah. wait how long how long did you have it again for like a year and a half a year and a half yeah whoa that's does it, that's how long it takes well i don't think that's i think if you feed it regularly it happens more often but i just haven't been i guess what i learned is like if you feed it then you're you know you're speeding up the blooming and you're making it more frequent but maybe the plant doesn't actually need that to produce flowers it will just do it in its own time now you guys i'm not a plant biologist so please do not go out and like i don't know (laughs) harm your plants based on my advice i don't know well there you have it folks you've got playwriting exercises and this orchid meditation advice (laughs) meditation advice app and uh, orchids orchids it's really great (laughs) so well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Go out to the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Until next time. Bye.